Welcome, Happy New Year, and nice to be with you again. I'm Richard Sachs, and we've got Gabriel Cousins here as well. And we're going to get into some New Year-related topics, uh, in particular relating to uh, getting the world around us, the system around us, the societies around us, to match the potential that they actually could come up to if we get everything right from our side. And I know in America... uh, we're coming to you from two different countries right now. I'm in America. Dr. Gabriel is in Israel. And what we see around us does not reflect uh, the beauty of the general populations of mostly good people all over the world. And we want to look at what can we do to make the change so that our the systems we live in, the governments, the things that are making problems in the world, the corrupt systems can come up to the potential that everybody deserves to have. It's going to be a really interesting discussion. And I want to welcome Dr. Gabriel Cousins for the new year and looking forward to making it something miraculously good for all of us in the immediate future. Welcome, Gabriel. Thank you, Richard. It's always a delight to be co-dialoguing with you. Yeah, likewise. And, And Happy New Year to everyone. Or... Let's make it a happy New Year. You know, because happiness is something that really dwells within us. Right. Not necessarily connected to external events. As, uh, as probably most of the listeners uh, understand. So, what I'd like to do is start with a little bit of dance to bring up that spiritual joy. And, and spiritual dancing is really, really good for activating that joy. So we will, I'm going to just press a button here in a second. Okay, so we're going to dance for a few minutes to get that going, and then we're going to meditate for a few minutes, and then we will talk. Okay, so here we go. One minute. Let's see. It's a little cold here, so I'm going to keep most everything on. Okay.
Just focus on my eyes as we go into meditation. Yoda and then breath. Hey and the out breath. Wah and then breath. Hey and the out breath. And now into meditation.
the topic of most of the world is facing. And I'm going to start with a kind of a subtle statement. No one has ever complied themselves out of totalitarianism. Of course, the main idea is not get in it. But no one has peacefully complied out of it. Every time we comply, it makes it worse. So that's that's a, a kind of a hard place to st- start, but that's what we're fa- potentially facing. That's what we're potentially facing. And, um, and that brings us to a part of the solution, trust in God. Do the impossible when necessary. And we have that way of beginning to to think about things. It's like, well, things are getting a little tight. And uh, we can see where this is, where they're trying to make this go. A lot of it's breaking down. A lot of it isn't holding. But it's a serious thing. Totalitarianism is a disease. What do I mean? A disease. What kind of statement is that? It isn't. It actually is a medical statement. It's a psychological statement. And that uh, totalitarianism affects the mind. Those who people who are trying to be the dictators, which has been part of history since the time of Nimrod, after the flood, there's always some uh, Antichrist energy, uh, Nimrod, who saw himself that way, who felt he should dominate the world. Okay, so there's nothing new here. It didn't just show up this week. Okay, and as people have done some of the research on the present showing up, this is a hundred year plan, probably longer, probably back to the 1770s, 1770s, not 1970s. So this process is, we need to give it its respectful due. It didn't happen by accident. Okay, so what's the story? Well, we we see that the people who are trying to be in charge, they have certain tendencies. They have big egoic structures. They don't like humanity. They would like to get rid of humans. Um, their, Their goal is not spiritual or soul evolution, but to destroy the soul, to disconnect us from our soul. These are not exactly high-minded goals. The goal is power and control. Well, I'm kind of telling you what's probably obvious. But in their mentality, it's a psychopathic mentality, which means they feel they have a right to do whatever they want to attain whatever goals they want. Incidentally, that's what Mao talked about, that the the ends justify the means. So it's not like they're the first ones to ever think this way. And the mouse, 
he put it as part of the Mao's teachings. So no, nothing's new even in the modern times of that. But I want to look at it a slightly different way. Uh, well, it affects the mind if you're the person trying to control and dominate, and it builds up the ego and disconnects you from your humanity and from your soul. On the other side of it, those who are at, uh, at effect of the totalitarianism, the mind is infected. When it's, it's literally like the bioweapon injection and also about like lobotomies. And, oh, maybe that's extreme. No, it isn't. Dr. Bregan the other day was talking about the, the closeness of, of lobotomy and its effect versus totalitarianism. Um, so the goal of New World Order is to, in essence, lobotomize. So what do we know about lobotomy? Well, most people don't know too much because they're not doing it too much anymore. Um, but in the big picture, it's about life and death. It's about our soul or losing it, keeping our soul or losing our soul. And it's about maintaining human individuality and uniqueness and human expression and unique way of evolving versus blocking evolvement and enslaving humanity. Now, that has never worked. It's never been successful. And they're trying to, again, we call it kind of a technocratic totalitarianism. But it's the same thing, and it's the same people each time. So let's take a look at the bioweapon injection that uh, most of you probably are avoiding at this point, even though they are creating the space with this new thing that somehow China is letting all the infected people fly or letting all the people, many are infected, to suddenly become tourists. Same replay as a few years ago. Uh, let's infect the world. We're, we're infected by it, and it's clearly not of their choice, I don't think. I think it's out of control for them, which suggests a significantly failure on their part as they were promoting their uh, fascist communist system, totalitarian system is probably the easy way to talk about it, as being superior uh, to any other world system, that they're the ones coming down with this new variant, which is killing, uh, which is infecting millions of people and killing millions. So, okay. So, what do we know about the injection? In many people, it destroys our ability to love. And I mean that literally. The people, uh, one of the comments when we look at all the, the data is that after the injection, I lost my ability to, to have a heartfelt connection. I became disconnected from my soul. I, I lost my ability to love. Uh, and then the ability to think critically. And when we wonder, well, how these people are acting so crazy? I mean, the drivers acting crazy, people, because uh, people also get aggressive. And so when you look at these symptoms, 
from a psychiatrist's point of view, it's kind of what we see with the phenomenal lobotomy is that, you know, people are both passive, but they're also aggressive. And they have a, are disconnected emotionally, uh, not just with love, but all set full range of emotions, but there's still access to anger. This is part of frontal lobe functioning, the discrimination, clarity of thought, um, uh, empathy. And so we can almost say that, 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 that the injection, the frontal lobotomy, also totalitarianism. I want, I want to make a point because it affects your mind the same way, okay? Uh, tends to separate us from our soul, the, the soul communication with the brain. And we are talking about love, and we're talking about empathy, and really the finer human qualities, actually what it means to be a human being. So this is uh, a kind of different way of understanding it, but please understand this is not an exaggeration. These are symptoms of lobotomy. They're symptoms of many people. People get depressed for about 40 Forty to fifty percent get to sixty percent get depressed. Forty percent are have anxiety, severe anxiety, uh, post shot, um, and there's a loss of empathy. There's a loss of kind of your human connection. There's loss of a, your God connection. These are real things that are reported. And that's why it starts to look like a lobotomy. But there's another way, too, is that the uh, bioweapon injection, as we know, it affects the heart, but also affects the brain. It's just not as dramatic as having heart attacks. But the spike protein and other inflammatory components of this do affect mental functioning, do disrupt and destroy our neurons and basically inflame the brain in a way that decreases brain function, causes mental confusion. Uh, and, and so it is a lobotomy type of situation. So both the shots and the lobotomy do this. So totalitarianism. So we have three forces that are coming at us. Because totalitarianism, people, you know, without shots or without lobotomies, lose their empathy for each other because you're trying to deal with the totalitarianism. We saw, you know, in the time of, of Hitler, how their totalitarianism, people turned against each other. They became violent. Of course, you had your concentration camps. You have killing of minority groups. It's It's... It's what you see when people have been lobotomized. They're just following orders. So this is um, more than a little bit of a a, a problem and, and really uh, a threat to humanity. And it's 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 an evil. And then we add the technocracy which is creating another form of totalitarianism. You know, we, we relies on thought control through the uh, technology. 
algorithms. I mean, it's what they've been doing. Um, and part of their work is to destroy the human genome, another attack on us as human beings, with the mRNA shots. Um, it gets to be pretty pretty significant, and there's attack on the family, and there's attack on all social connections. It's all part of breaking down and enslaving humanity and taking away hope. And the reason we speak so strongly about it, you know, and so publicly about it, um, because those who don't take a stand against evil, because this is evil at its deepest level, in the end will be overcome by the evil. If you tolerate evil, eventually you will tolerate evil coming into your heart. And, and evil works that way. You're, you're touching it. We're forced to face it all day long. But we don't let it into our hearts. No, yes. Who does? We've got the politicians. We've got power-hungry people. We have the technocrats. They've allowed evil to come into their hearts. Okay? That's what allows them to act this way. I'm not just talking about the people at the very top. I'm talking about the functionaries who have chosen to go along with it for what they think is their benefit, but basically it, it destroys them in the end as well. Um, so those who are silent before evil, okay, will in the end be silenced by evil. So this is what we're, we're looking at in the, in the bigger picture. Um, and what's the solution? Because we have to have a solution. The solution is we allow darkness to exist if we, through how we live and how we are, do not bring light into the world. And because there are enough of us who will and are bring light in the world, evil will be defeated. The darkness will be defeated. Uh, and that's kind of the bigger uh, picture. Um, and we need to choose. Unfortunately, you can't get be in the middle of this because you ignore it, it takes you over. So this is a call to making the choice. And um, there's a quote by Bruce Lee, those who are unaware they are walking in darkness will never seek the light. Our job, what Richard and I are doing here, but in general, our job, all of us, is to become aware that we're walking in darkness and begin to seek the light and to be the light that we're seeking and share that light with all of humanity. So I hope that's a, a starting point for Richard and I to, to begin talking for the next few minutes. So Richard, you're invited in here. Pretty important. 
Dr. Gabriel, and uh, I think your point about just following orders, you know, when people hear that, they think usually only about the soldiers who are following orders from the Nazis. And really, on a bigger scale, it applies to everybody, you know, and there's not anybody that I think couldn't ask themselves, what orders am I following? You know, maybe they didn't come down from a military captain, but what about the order to send your kids to a school that makes them insane? What about the order to, if you're working as a policeman, beat up people for not wearing a mask, that they have the right to choose what to do with that? What happens if you're a school teacher and you're told to teach people about the white race is evil? You know, what happens if you're in any job that you're in and you're given an immoral order as part of your job description? What do you do? And I like um, Chris Guy and David Icke. I think Chris Guy has come up with the uh, slogan, just say no. You know, and this comes from decades ago when, who was it, Reagan or some president in in the U.S. started a war on drugs and trying to get kids to just say no. Well, the drug of obedience to tyrants is one of the really bad drugs that kills you. So you don't have to do anything aggressively violent. You just don't follow immoral orders that are suicidal or hurt anybody else unjustly. So that's a starting point. Because, yeah, you do have to find the light inside. That's the only source. I think there there really aren't any other ones. But once you are committed to finding your light inside, what do you do in the meantime on the outside? You know, and there's a lot of people asking that specifically, what do you do? You know, and and one of the things of many is don't follow orders to destroy yourself or others. You know, that's out of alignment with who you are. And that changes your life. Uh, just a starting point. Yeah, it puts it in order. And uh, I think that that's kind of basic. And of course, the more you understand, the more you, and that's what's going on, the more you can consciously choose not to com- uh, comply. Right. And we and got, we, that's why we're here. That's why we're talking. Yeah, exactly. We have clues from the power structure that is following orders. You know, I agree with you that the giving into evil and identifying with it at any level is a mental illness. I mean, it's not part and that's of what the totalitarianism is about. It isn't. It, it comes from people who are mentally ill, but it makes people mentally ill. Yeah, you lose humanity if you comply. Right. There's one, one brand of mental illness where you think you're, you, you just enjoy destroying everybody. There's another brand of mental illness where you feel like you have to comply with that. And almost everybody has that version of the sickness to some degree. And, and the cure is that the truth doesn't need believers. It needs warriors. Yeah, and that doesn't mean the kind of warrior that tries to destroy everybody that disagrees. It means warrior within yourself so that you become such a strong influence 
other people around you just start to change. And that's not just from what you say. I mean, you. I think your words carry the energy of what you've become. You know, so that two people can say the same words and they have radically different impact. So become who you are. Everybody's an incredible being in reality. So it's it's pretty wild, you know? Um, and part of it is people think things are getting worse. They're not getting worse. They're getting uncovered. Yeah, exactly. You know, and this has been going on for centuries. Yeah, at least. And we have clues by what is being suppressed by the controllers. One of the biggest ones is free speech. Because... You know, they're, they're giving us a clue that spreading awareness and knowledge and understanding like you're talking about is very effective because they're trying to stamp it out. They're trying to criminalize all discussion about certain topics. They're trying to criminalize certain words. Um, and even finding the light inside, there was a, a story I'm sure you saw uh, on Infowars and other places about a lady in the UK got arrested because she dared to pray. She didn't say anything. She just stood there and was praying silently. And she literally got arrested. I think they took her to jail. She was outside a abortion clinic. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what happened. We never got the end of the story. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Except that they arrested her. But the government um, declared a protected space around abortion clinics so that when they're busy killing the unborn babies, they don't get harassed by anybody to make them feel bad. And she was harassing them by standing there, even though it was across the street. So following orders, an example of just following orders that are immoral, is everybody in government who votes for an act like that to make a protected space, a non-free speech space, or a place where you can't tell the truth. Anybody that votes for that, not just in the UK, but any country in the world, is just following orders, just like working for the Third Reich. And it certainly applies in America, applies in Israel. I know the leader of Israel was famously saying, we did a great thing by making our people into laboratory experiment for Pfizer. He publicly said that just a few days ago. That was Netanyahu. And in America, we have examples. There was a big bill for spending money they don't have, which is typical, over a trillion dollars and 4,100 pages of what it would be given to. Nobody read it, and they passed it. Anybody in government that votes yes on anything they don't know in detail, is committing the same kind of crime and just following orders. Almost all the votes should be no because they don't have time to read what they're voting on. And I suspect that applies to a lot of countries. You know, what's going on is they're told by mafia members, not low-level, high-level mafia, about the damage to their family that's going to happen if they disagree or the the bonuses that they're going to get in terms of money 
lobbyist money and everything else if they go along with it. Completely immoral. You know, there's a, a court case, um, Brunson Brothers right now, I think you've probably heard of it. It's in court, going to the Supreme Court. And they're trying to get rid of all of the members of Congress in the U.S. that voted not to take a second look at the election in 2012, or 20, 2020. Where I missed this. Who, who did this? Yeah, the, this is actually being looked at by the Supreme Court. And it's some brothers, I think their last name is Brunson, Loy, and other ones. And they, they said that it was the duty of Congress in January of 2020 to reconsider the uh, electoral votes that were being counted for the election. And I have strong disagreements with Trump. I think he has major problems. But he definitely won the election. And what this lawsuit is saying is that um, any congressman or woman who voted against looking harder at evidence that the electoral votes were wrong, is guilty of uh, major crimes and needs to be thrown out of office immediately, along with Biden and Harris, which I agree with. So all all these levels are just following orders, including most of us. Well, it's a lot of work not to follow orders. That's one of the things we have to be. It is. I mean, even to be aware of the orders you're following, most people don't think about it. Taking your kids to the schools that exist now in public, I mean, that's a that's a big problem in itself. That's an order that nobody should be following. In America, all the public schools should be empty. But there's other examples, too. Well, only one thing to do. Connect to God. Right. Connect with each other, to the God and each other, and understand in many ways we're all on the same side. We are. We all come from the same origin. And it's just getting that connection back so we become conscious again. Everything follows. Because if school teachers had that connection, that's right. What they're teaching. They wouldn't go along with these things. Exactly. They wouldn't have to shut down the public schools if the teacher said no. Right. And that applies to almost every profession. Same with the medical profession. They're mutilating kids in America and much of the world now with this fake idea that you can change gender as if it wasn't inherent. And they're getting people to believe it, and they're getting mothers to bring their little kids in. And um, that's following orders of a really violent nature. The doctors could say, no, we're not going to do that. Well, there are some doctors who are saying no, and some some states are actually trying to pass laws to say you can't force a doctor to do these kind of operations. Right. And and then the next step, of course, after that would be outlaw the operations. Well, they're doing that in some places, I think, in Florida. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's really blatant. And what's interesting is how people don't see it as blatant. What's interesting is how in the totalitarian set, people's minds have contracted 
to not think anymore, and that's the American Pediatric Association, uh, for example, is completely behind the you know physical sex operations, changes hormones, and so forth. It's like what's going on that they don't understand that that's uh, serious child abuse, right? And it doesn't mean to be giving a hard time to the people who are falling into this program who are wanting their bodies changed because you can do that to anybody and make them start feeling like the opposite gender with chemicals, toxic chemicals, and psychological brainwashing. And if you do that in a very sophisticated manner, almost anybody can be victimized by it. So it's it's not their fault. But in America and other places, they're making it criminal to try to help these people come out of it. That That's called detransitioning. And it's being made criminal in a lot of places to even talk about it. So that, there's a totalitarian force behind this because there's something very deeply warm and, I'm going to say, satanic about it. Right. And there's something, how can that be? You have to ask a question, how can that be? And... Uh, and I think it has to do with that eventually people lose their minds and lose their integrity, lose their morality, uh, and just follow, you know, what the organization is saying. This is this is good medical practice, where it obviously isn't. Do you remember yeah. the Milgram experiment? Yes, that's what everybody refers to these days. Yeah. Yeah. It's relevant. It was amazing. Some huge percentage of people, if they were told by an authority figure, which is a big part of this issue, is blind trust of authority, and the authority figure tells you to torture and kill somebody, most people will do it. They're not in a conscious state. You know, that's just following orders, and it comes in a lot of forms. If you're awake and somebody tells you to do that, you have a different response. Do you, do you want to just quickly review the experiment for people? You know, yeah. humans doing research on, you know, torturing humans. Right. It was, uh, they brought experimental subjects into a room and there were two sides of a partition going across the table so you couldn't see the person on the other side. And they were told, that this was an experiment to see how pain would motivate people to get answers quicker, right answers. And in order to help with the experiment, one of the subjects was to uh, sit down and operate the electrical apparatus, which would give the person a shock if they got the wrong answer. And the person on the other side receiving the shocks was fake. That was an actor but they were making believe like the shocks were getting worse and worse and they were screaming and then they made believe they died. And the person in the experiment that was really being studied was the one told to give the shocks. And most of them went along with it completely, even to the point of killing the, the person on the other side of the screen. Just because they never asked for credentials or reasons or what kind of doctor was telling them to do this or what kind of study it was. They just said, they started questioning it, and the uh, 
authority figure would say, I understand, but we'd have to complete this. We can't stop. Please continue. And they just continued. It was really interesting about the state of humanity because what's going on is at the very top of the beings on this planet, on the dark side, are a very tiny number of humans orchestrating this amazingly coordinated system. That's why you're not supposed to believe in conspiracies, because it's beyond a conspiracy. And above those top families are non-human entities that I've encountered some of, and those are giving the orders to propagate evil throughout the whole planet and ending up in mass extermination. And it only works if all of us are so hypnotized, like in the Milgram experiment, that we just do what we're told. That's the issue. So, as we kind of draw this to an end, there's some key here. Because those um, psychopathic people at the top of the New World Order also were willing to take in those entities. Yeah, that's following orders too. Yeah, but what I mean is they still had the will. There's some responsibility. It's not like they're not responsible. Right. They were willing to let themselves be invaded by these these, uh, extraterrestrial entities to the extent that they would literally be taken over by them and, uh, and, and lose their soul in the process. That's pretty heavy. And what do they get with it? Well, we can say it's a Faustian deal. Okay? But in the end, they all go, they all go to hell. You know, that's the problem. You're selling your soul, and it's like, it's not really a good bargain, even though you get something in the short term. The long term, you lose it all. It's an example of high IQ does not mean wisdom. Right. And it doesn't always mean high IQ. Uh, Some of them are really smart on on the surface. Yes, yes, yes. It's true. And it doesn't mean wisdom. It doesn't mean soul. It doesn't mean God connected. Right. So why are we talking about this? Because we are all having to face this in our lives. And so it's like at every level, we can't compromise with evil. And that's kind of really how we started. At every level, uh, if you compromise and you're at peace with evil, evil can take you over. That's the nature and power of evil. And so even some of these people may have thought, well, I can I can get around this. I can deal with this. It takes them over. And that's why we need to be absolutely committed to the truth, absolutely committed to our connection with God. And that is our real protection against the mark of the beast, which we didn't, we were only indirectly talking about, and with being taken over by these uh, entity forces, and also by our tendency for evil, which is not necessarily entity force, but it's a tendency. Everybody has tendency for good and for evil. These energies can help us move into acting in, in the world of evil. 
So that's the warning. That's New Year's warning is that we need to just, hard as we can, stay in the light. Stay in the truth. Keep that connection with the divine. That's our real defense. That's the big thing, and we have to be strong about it. Um, otherwise, it's too easy. The totalitarian energies can affect your mind. But if you're staying in the light, staying connected with God, staying in your truth, they can't, it can't take you over. That's why a small number of people always can create a revolution, because they actually understand and believe. So may everyone be blessed that we're able to hold that energy and hold that truth and not be subverted and taken over by this. That's our New Year's message. And of course, what comes out of that is we don't lose love, we gain love. We don't lose empathy, we gain empathy. We don't lose our connection, we gain our connection. So that's the blessing for this coming new year, that we, we gain our love, we gain our connection, we gain our humanity, we have a deeper connection with our soul, and in, in that way we become a light to the nations, we become a light to ourselves, and we begin to share that light with all those around us. Okay, amen, aho, omitakiasi. And Richard, if you want Yeah. I, I think you said it really well, Dr. Cousins, and the internal connection is the only real protection that exists in the end, you know. if we, It brings us back to who we are, and if we become conscious of that, we're not subject to hypnosis anymore. And if somebody gives you orders on any level that all of us have followed to some degree in unconsciousness, you don't follow anymore. You automatically see, you know, I can't do that if a demonic entity or a demonic boss or some authority figure or a system tells you, well, just do this because, you know, like, for example, in, in Hollywood, there's so many examples of this, but in Hollywood, many of the actors have, who have broken free have said, well, yeah, I was offered this great role in a, a popular movie and all kinds of other perks and money and uh, other enjoyments and investments and all kinds of stuff. And right before we signed, they said, we need you to worship Satan. And some of them said they didn't understand what this was about. And they said, this is a joke, right? You know, and, and the people telling them said, no, it's not a joke. You have to do it for real. And the, the ones that were strong and not hypnotized walked out. But most of the ones that you see that became big stars did not walk out, with a few exceptions. And the same thing happens at every level. You know, send your kid to get brainwashed and learn that they're really not a boy or a girl and to mutilate their body is the cool thing to do because, you know, I have a job to do and I have to go shopping and I, I can't do homeschooling and there's all these reasons just like the actor said, well, I need to become famous, so I have to just worship Satan a little bit. On a, on a small level, we all are subject to doing that, too. You know, even the parent that says, send my kid to be brainwashed because I don't have a choice. Usually there is a choice, you know, if you're willing to look at it. And 
if other people think you're an extremist by not being willing to go along with the crowd, that's the price for being, you know, connected inside. You have to do what the inner guidance shows you to do, regardless of whether anybody thinks you're crazy or not. It doesn't matter. But not only does that save you from being hypnotized, it also spreads awareness to other people, even if you don't say a word. So, same message for the new year, you know. Yeah, do the do the physical things, take care of your body, become healthier, because that makes everything work better. But on the main level, um, commit to 100% to light over darkness, whatever that is in your life. And it's the maximum service to do for yourself and for everybody else at the same time. No difference between serving others that way and being 100% selfish. They go together in the real sense. So, anyway, thanks for Dr. Cousins giving us that incredible focus on the new year. Not Not a time to make a resolution and drop it tomorrow. It's a time to really step back and take a breath and look at your life and take a break from telling everybody else what they should do for the moment, you know, because you can only spread what you become with any kind of effect. And if you were looking at you and what are the things that you think this person could change for the better, not to be condemned for or, you know, criticized for or anything like that, but just to become their ultimate self that they could be, what would it be for you? if you were counseling yourself, and then uh, ask Spirit to help you do it, and miraculous things can happen. And I think that's the source, connecting to Spirit, to God inside, where all the real teachers have said is where the connection is. It's not in the outside world. Doing that is the source to allow the miracles come through, to come through that we need to change the trajectory right now for where the world's going and make it better, not just for ourselves, but for all the kids that are depending on us to do it. And if you want to help everybody else, help yourself first and at the same time, and it can spread. So thanks for being with us. We really appreciate the time. Uh, DrCousins.com is the site to get aware of all of his incredible programs, and treeoflife.mn.co is the other one. Um, He's got all kinds of uh, guided fasting and healing programs and educational programs and great stuff for the new year. And our programs are about to resume fully as I get over what happened to me a little while ago. Uh, LostArtsRadio.com, but also Planetary Healing Club for uh, working specifically on a change of consciousness that is the root for transforming the rest of your life on all levels. And it's built on the idea that even a small core group, not even the 3% that's talked about in the American Revolution, but a tiny percentage of people, if they give quality attention to self-transformation and regaining the inner connection to God, to spirit, not a belief, but the actual experience to become something that you may have forgotten for a long time, but you've always been. A small group willing to do the work to do that and then practice it in everyday life 
in all your interactions with people, all the situations that you're in, that could spread like a wave to change the direction that the world is going. So if, if you're interested in up to doing that kind of work in yourself, it's not stressful work, it's not grueling, hard focus, and, you know, real high-tension level work. It it's, uh, requires deep relaxation and focus and being willing to let go of attachment to things that hold you down. You're willing to go into that yourself this year. That's what we're doing in Planetary Healing Club. PlanetaryHealingClub.com and you can ask questions about it if you have any. Uh, Richard at LostArtsRadio.com and I'll do my best to get to it. And I appreciate all the comments and uh, emails and things like that. I, I do read all of them. And if you have questions about Planetary Healing Club, let me know and I'll either respond to that or make a video where the answer comes out. We got work to do and our time is super valuable now. It's going by. The dark side knows that and they're pouring in fear and all kinds of energy to hold us down and make us feel helpless. So we need to do the opposite. Use this incredible, valuable time that you've got to look at yourself. Come up to the standard that you were made for and uh, your contribution to the whole world will spread automatically. I really honor you and thank you for letting us be with you for this short time. And we'll see you again next Monday. Take it easy and have a good week. Happy New Year.